0: Mohawk, Honda, Glenville, New York, the spot for you to buy a new vehicle this upcoming 2022. Well, the 2022 is almost over. 2023s are on the way, so what price do you want to take advantage of? The 2022s being on the way out, prices may be going low for you. 2023s on the way. The supply chain, we thought this would be over by the fall of 2022. It is still in a bizarre spot, and you can still Trade your vehicle in for an incredible price you maybe never thought you could have gotten. Years after you bought it, they can do it for you at Mohawk Honda. Shout out to Scott Moynihan—he is back thirty plus years in the automobile industry. He's going to help you find the vehicle you're looking for. My guy is Cam McKenna. Helped me get the 2022 Pilot EXL sitting in the driveway right now. How do I afford it? How's it happen? I worked with Mohawk Honda. You can do the same thing right now, wherever you're listening from Mahonison to Schenectady to Glenville, to Syracuse, Utica, Watertown, Suffolk County, wherever, make the drive to Mohawk Honda and work with people that you can trust during the Carbon Experience. Godzilla Media, we will be there live coming up on Thursday, October 27th, broadcasting live from Mohawk Honda. We've got a few more shows in Mohawk Honda. So if you want to have it part of your day watching a little and Gaz Godzilla Media we've got dates listed on our website GodzillaMedia.com it's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you now back to this Godzilla Media Podcast
1: welcome back to back to back to Back weeks of Trav and Rigney teams winning. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got six in a row, but I mean, I'll take the three in a row for the Jets. Three in a row for both of us.
2: This is, yeah, it's crazy, and of course we'll get to it. But it's not like the Jets, and I know you've experienced it. It's like the Jets got lucky, or the other didn't capitalize. The Jets are winning and they're winning like on purpose.
1: Weird. You
2: know what I'm saying? Like they are
1: Yeah, like it's not an accident.
2: Like these the, the the Jets have like like real actual good players. I feel like people take seriously now. It wasn't even like you sh- you people didn't or you shouldn't have taken them seriously last year. But like now they're beating you and they're beating you badly, and you're like, shit, the Jets are freaking good.
1: Yeah, it was it was wild um <clears throat> Tuesday morning looking around the uh the internet and looking at power rankings lists and seeing the jets almost universally in the top ten. Yeah. It's uh yeah, were, a little, na- little nauseating. little nauseated. A little nauseating.
2: Yeah, I'm, it's it's it is weird to see. You know what I mean, like I I don't I guess I don't know know it the way that you do. I um it's a lot easier for you to be pessimistic, right? And Like it's a lot more warranted for you, or it has been at least given recent years than yeah. I should ever be, considering the Eagles make the playoffs every other year. Um and so like to see it be like them be an actual good team and and be and like really sort of handling teams, good teams too. It's just like it's it's a changing of the guard in the NFL, man. Yeah. Get used to it.
1: I also feel like it helps that this year seems to be the year of mediocrity. Um, there's maybe three great teams in the league right now, and about six good teams, and then after that, everybody else is mediocre to bad. Yeah, but I like to look at that as more like teams are
2: teams that were very young talent, rookies for the last couple of years, their talent is catching up. So mm-hmm. whereas you had some of these teams who had just really dominant quarterbacks carrying teams, are, you're seeing the, the playing field level out a little bit. So, I mean, there are teams that are definitely a bit more mediocre than you would have thought, but I think that says a lot more about the teams who are better than you thought they were going to be just because – their young players are growing, which is what you expect in the NFL. So yeah. that's why I say it's like, it seems like sort of a, a shift in the guard for me. Like the Jets have been, have been overflowing. by the not play uh good, good football and they're growing. And so like, you can see what they're capable of now.
1: Yeah. It's nice to see. Yeah. All right. You want to start with the, uh, the Thursday night game? Yeah, man. Let's. Uh, the
2: Commanders at the Bears. What's this? Three weeks in a row of an absolute stinker? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um, This wasn't. There wasn't anything really crazy that happened here. Uh, Just box score stuff, really. Uh, Carson Wentz was 14 to 22, 99 yards, which is just an awful amount of passing yards. Uh, Brian Robinson got the ball 17, 17 times for 60 yards and a touchdown. It's great to see him uh, getting a lot more touches. The the commander's receivers are doing basically nothing these days. Fields was allowed to throw the ball 27 times. There's a there's a stunner, but he threw it for 190 yards, touchdown interception. He also led his team in rushing on 12 carries for 88 yards. But Montgomery got a bulk of the carries with 15 for 67.
1: Yeah, Fields didn't look great in this game, but I was glad that they kind of started letting letting him throw a little bit. Uh he missed a wide open touchdown pass that probably would have won him the game. And uh, you know, he's he's young. He'll figure it out. Or he won't. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Oh, um, just before I forget,
2: you you won the week. You were seven and seven this week. Uh I was six and eight, so you gained another game.
1: I am nothing but average.
2: Bringing our total, your total to, you are forty-seven, forty-six, and one. I am fifty, forty-three, and one. So I'm only three games up on you now. The
1: epitome of average, forty-seven, <laughs> forty-six, and one. It's above five hundred, dude. I mean, thank God for that tie. Well, oh, that's embarrassing. What's up? I didn't hear you.
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, I said we both lost our locks of the week, so that's embarrassing.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because you had the Bucks, right? And I had yeah. the 49ers. Yep. Two pretty surprising upsets though.
2: Yeah. Just when you think you know a team, you know, like all right, these these guys are definitely gonna win. And then they
1: don't. That's so what I'm saying, man. This season of mediocrity. Um, speaking of the
2: the Niners though, they uh They went into Atlanta, and they lost. Atlanta seems to love the score 28 for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Garoppolo was 29-41, 296, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, The Niners didn't run the ball well. But Ayuk and Kittle had very exact uh, receiving lines with the exception of touchdowns, both had eight grabs, 83 yards. Ayuk had two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, what a day for Ayuk, huh? Yeah. They're not really running Samuel a whole lot. You know, he's not getting a ton of carries so far this year.
2: No, but he, but weirdly in fantasy, he's still on par to have like a really good season on pace. I mean, mm-hmm. so, but I mean, wasn't it like towards the second half of last year where he really picked up and was just doing everything for the Niners?
1: Yeah. Cause their running back started getting more and more and more hurt, but they kind of started off hurt this year. So I don't know. I mean, one, maybe once Jeff Wilson goes down, they'll be like, okay, Debo, you're the running back again. Yeah, uh, only threw 14
2: passes in this game, but he completed 13 of them for 129 yard, yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. Um, he, yeah, he ran the ball six times for 50 yards and a touchdown. This was a good Mariota week. Uh, I almost started him and said I made a trade for uh, Herbert, and then Herbert didn't do anything, and Mariota had three touchdowns. So,
1: Oh, yeah, great... there was a lot of uh, hullabaloo over that whole DraftKings uh, you know the thing like Murph was like, "Oh, yeah, just to let you guys know, Draftkings is uh giving a plus one hundred payout to a Herbert touchdown, and he's never not yeah. thrown a touchdown in his entire career. The odds were at like minus eight hundred or something, and they took it down to plus one hundred with a twenty five dollar max bet, and they probably made millions and millions of dollars on the fact that Herbert did not throw a touchdown. <laughs>
2: I just feels like it just seems so weird and convenient. Like how do they know? They just know.
1: Yeah, I mean they they do that stuff kind of a lot where like it almost always pays out, but this one just didn't. So like Caesars does that a lot too sometimes where they, they'll bring out uh like a plus one hundred if um you know if somebody has like a certain amount of yards or something and it's pretty obtainable. Even Underdog um has a thing where they, they do that quite a bit.
2: Yeah, it does usually work though, so I will give him that. It's funny though. Uh, the the Patriots at the Browns. The Patriots put a whooping on the Browns with Zappy. Is there a quarterback controversy in New England?
1: Uh no. Should there be? Uh maybe. I don't know. But I don't think there will be. I think once Mac Jones is ready to play, he will come back and play. I think he's going to be. Uh this this week, I think he's going to be ready to come back.
2: But does does Bailey Zappi playing well mean that Mac Jones is on a short leash?
1: Mm, it's tough to tell with Belichick. I don't really know. It, it's tough to say because he hasn't really been in that position, right? He was.
2: Yeah. He, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like if, if Zappi has got the hotter hand and 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 Matt Jones is starting to play real terrible. I can see him pulling the trigger on that one. Uh, Zappy with 24-34, 309 yards, and two touchdowns. It is still Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson's season. 19 carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the Browns Percept was allowed to throw the ball. For reason: uh, twenty two hundred sixty six yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Nick Chubb didn't have his greatest day. 12 carries, 56 yards. Uh, The Browns didn't really do a whole lot on offense. The uh, Cooper was their only. He's the only one that scored aside from Bissett. And the Browns lost in Cleveland, as they do.
1: Yeah. By 23 points. It's kind of a big deal.
2: Patriots defense is good, man. They're just good. Um, Jets at Packers. This game
1: was fun to watch. The first half was pretty abysmal. Um, It was 3-3 going into halftime. Uh, Then the Jets kind of came out in the second half and decided that they could run the ball as much as they wanted, I guess. Um, Zach Wilson hardly threw the ball at all in this game. He didn't really need to. Like I said, the Jets were kind of just running all over the Packers in the second half. Uh, Zach Wilson was 10 of 18 for only 110 yards. That's it. He didn't do anything else. Uh, he did make a pretty big throw when needed, though, on third down to Corey Davis for 41 yards. So that was that was nice. Uh, Breeze Hall probably is going to win rookie of the week again. Uh, he just won uh, FedEx Ground Player of the Week, which is pretty cool. Uh, he was 20 of 100 or 20 for 116 with a touchdown. He had a long of 34 for a touchdown. That was a pretty nice run. Braxton Berrios had a 20-yard touchdown run, and Michael Carter was 6 for 41. The receivers didn't do a whole lot. Um, you know, leading receiver was Corey Davis. He had two receptions for 52 yards. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we had, we had Aaron Rodgers go in 26 of 41 for 246 and a touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked four times. And uh he didn't play the last couple drives. They had Jordan Love come in. AJ Dillon went 10 for 41, and Aaron Jones went nine for nineteen. They couldn't really get anything going on the ground. And uh Robert Tunyon was the leading receiver, 10 of 10 for 90. He got targeted 12 times. Pretty crazy. But Alan Lazard caught the touchdown that Rogers threw. Four for 76. Um, the Jets uh kind of dominating with a uh, really good defense. The, the D line looks really, really good right now. Quinn and Williams. If you go back and watch Quinn and Williams highlights just from this game, he absolutely manhandled the whole offensive line of the Packers. It was really nice to watch. And they played a lot of man in this game. Uh, usually when you're playing zone defense, it's to confuse the quarterback uh it's kind of like when you play zone you're playing against the quarterback when you play man you're playing against the receivers so when the receivers are bad you kind of want to play man when the quarterback is bad you kind of want to play zone uh quarterback is not bad we played man almost this entire whole game um and it worked out so uh jet special teams also have to give it up for them they blocked a field goal and a punt and returned it for a touchdown in this game so it was, a, it was a fun game to watch. I think the Jets are for real, and I think the Packers um, uh, aren't great.
2: I think they underestimated the Jets, as the last couple teams have done as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Also, did you know that about this whole London thing? That when you go play a, a, a London game, you have the choice of either taking a bye week the week after. Or picking like whatever team you want to play. Of like the teams on your schedule, and the Packers chose to forego the bye week and play the Jets. So the Jets, oh. Jets players came out after the after the game saying that they felt like that was a little bit of a slight, like that they felt uh, they felt a little disrespected by that.
2: Yeah, that's warranted though. That's, uh, I mean, that was. I guess I understand what the Packers are doing there. You still want your bye week later in the season, and you think you're going to play a weak team coming off your London game, and that's just not at all how that played out. The Jets took it to you with their uh, superstar running back, who looks fantastic. I like him. Uh, Sauce Gardner wore the cheese head after this game in Green Bay. I'm sure that got the crowd going.
1: It got Alan Lazard going, too. Alan Lazard came over and knocked it off of his head.
2: I didn't even see that. Yeah. I just saw Gardner wearing it, and... Really, I really like Sauce Gardner. So, like when he does shenanigans, I find it hilarious.
1: Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's like, he's not like overly braggadocious like on the microphone, but like on the like on the field, I guess he talks a lot of trash. So that's kind of funny to me because like normally, like when you have those trash talking corners, they kind of say it in the mic too, and he just doesn't. Um, he
2: he backs up on the field though so the jets the Jets' stevens is going to be a problem i think uh but since we're still on the jets though right now mm-hmm. uh i want to do something a little different this year i want you to give me your third of the season predictions of where the jets finish at the end of the regular season
1: oh okay so you want me to tell you their like their record you're saying yep well give me give me the jets record
2: and give me the eagles record
1: okay uh, I think the Eagles will be fourteen and three, and it's weird because, like, looking at their schedule right now, I don't think I can point out exactly where they're going to lose. It's just one of those things where, will. yeah,
2: not going undefeated.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they're not going to go undefeated, and that's not a knock against the Eagles. I just wouldn't expect any team to. Um, no, but I, I for sure could see them losing, like you know, to a game like, uh, like I could see them losing to a team like the Steelers for some reason, like the Steelers aren't that good, but Mike Tomlin's a really good head coach. Uh, maybe overlooking that game a little bit. Um, you know, the Colts have potential just cause like they came out and beat the chiefs. The Packers have potential to beat the Eagles. Uh, the giants, they could split with the giants. They could, they could lose to the Cowboys. There's, there's, Potential teams here. They're going to be favorites in all these games that I just mentioned, but there's, there's potentials here, I think, for the Eagles to lose. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think 14 and three is good. And they could even, they could even lose that last game against the Giants just because like they're resting or something, you know?
2: Yeah. I'm hope, I'm actually hoping that that's the case. I don't mind dropping games to division opponents when it's because we didn't play anybody because we had a first round bye.
1: Yeah. Um, the Jets now. You want me to do? Yep. All right. Jets have the Broncos next, and the Patriots, and the Bills, and they go on by. So let's see. And the
2: Jets are currently four and two. Uh-huh. Not that you didn't know that. I just meant for anybody listening who might not have.
1: Um, I'm looking at this. I honestly think that the Jets can finish ten and seven. And I think that's me being slightly conservative. Um, I think they can beat the Broncos this week. The Broncos don't look very good. Um, I actually am more nervous if Russell Wilson doesn't play than if he does. (laughs) Uh, Because he's looked awful so far this year. But the Broncos defense is a problem. Um, So we're really just going to need the running game to get going on that one. Uh, I could see us splitting with the Patriots. We're going to lose both games with the against the Bills. We could we should beat the Bears. We're probably going to lose to the Vikings. Um we should beat the Lions, should beat the Jags, should beat the Seahawks, and then we have the Dolphins that last game, I figure we split with the Dolphins. Uh and go 10 and 7. I think we sneak into the playoffs. That would be cool though, right? Yeah, it'd be cool. Playoff, playoff
2: Jets football. I think you asked
1: me, I think, I think when we did it at the beginning of the year, I expected um, Jets to go like seven and 10 or eight and nine. I think I said, I think I said like nine and eight was the absolute ceiling. Seven or eight wins is like the, you know, the projection. Uh,
2: I am, I am also going to take the Jets at 10 and seven, Um, which, which I also believe is a bit conservative. Um, I think, yeah. You've seen from this game that even like I expect Zach Wilson to take further steps uh, progression wise, but yeah, I think you've seen wrong. this game against the Packers that he doesn't necessarily need to do a ton for them to play great, great defense and run the crap out of the ball. Um nope. that's usually a winning formula in the NFL. So. Oh, so, I'm going to go even more conservative with the Eagles. and I'm going to go 13 and four all um I, I i see us beating washington so sweeping washington um potentially splitting with the giants hopefully it's that last game where we're just you know sitting people mm-hmm. uh, we have to play dallas in dallas i'm a bit more confident about winning that game now than i just was about winning this one this was last weekend but Splitting with I'll be okay if we split with the Cowboys as long as we we got blown out twice last year against the Cowboys and it's embarrassing and it's just it's terrible for the confidence when you play that team twice a year. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go thirteen and four which is well above expectation and I'll be absolutely thrilled with that record if that's how they finish.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, how can you be upset about that? I think even at thirteen and four, they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Um, yeah I did see a stat on the jets that I think is really kind of remarkable for like how young this team is like most of most of our starters are 24 and under, which I think is you know extremely young so the jets are leading yeah. right now in uh playoff or I'm sorry in uh fourth quarter point differential so we've outscored our opponents in the fourth quarter by 48 points. And the next closest is thirty six, I think it is. Yeah.
2: Um, That's see, those are great stats for for a team that everybody was sort of down on coming into this year. I don't know that maybe down on is not the right way to say it. Not had a lot of big expectations for maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean. I mean, our Vegas overall, like our win total was over under five and a half. And then, um, you know, a lot of analysts, like when picking our schedule and stuff like that, had us starting out at either one and eight or oh and nine. So I think yeah, we're, we're doing a bit better than people expected doing better, obviously, than even I expected um, us to do. Uh I did bet that the Jets would make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. I actually bet it the morning of the draft, and the odds were at plus eight hundred. So I threw 12 bucks on it to win like a hundred and hundred and ten or something like that. And uh and now the odds are plus one forty-six. Okay. Yeah, so a lot better odds now.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot better. Um well I hope I would love to see the jets in the playoffs. I think that'd be an awesome change of pace. And too, I hope man. we see them there for a while.
1: Yeah. It's been I, 11 I years. Been,
2: I haven't been shy about saying I, I, the jets are a team I really like. I just, I think they are, they play in a tough division and so I don't, they don't sometimes get the love they deserve. I did see uh, yesterday. I think it was, um, Fox Sports posted the New York team's record and Dawson Knox retweeted it because it was like the New York Jets are 4-2, and two, the Giants are 5-1, and, and the Bills, are, I forget what the Bills were. And Dawson Knox, the thing said New York teams, and then Dawson Knox retweeted it and said, who's going to tell them? And, yeah. then, and then Fox Sports remade the graphic and came back and said New Jersey teams, and then it said New York teams with Buffalo by themselves. And I
1: couldn't help but laugh. It's so weird that Buffalo gets so hung up on that. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I I get it. Like, we're labeled New York. We don't play in New York. We play in New Jersey. It's a totally different state. But, like, Buffalo doesn't play in Buffalo either. They play in Orchard Park, Park, right? So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I get that they, they still play in the state, but they're not representing the state. They're representing Buffalo, and they don't even play in Buffalo. So it's kind of the same thing. San Francisco doesn't play in San Francisco. They play in like Santa Clara or something. Yeah. Or Inglewood yeah, or some weird place. We talked about
2: this before, right? Like how many of yeah. these teams have play in the city that they actually have in their team name?
1: Yeah. It's like okay, the Patriots get to represent like six northeastern states, but they in yeah. the and then it's like they're a Boston team. Okay, well they don't even play in Boston, they play in Foxborough. So yeah, where are you from? What do you do? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's not. I feel like there's not. There's not a ton of teams that actually play in that city.
1: Uh, yeah, Dallas doesn't play in Dallas. No, they don't. They play in like Fort oh. Worth, right?
2: Yeah, and um, the Commanders, right? That they, they play in. Uh,
1: Isn't oh, it like yeah. Hanover or something?
2: I forget. I'm just like. It's, a lot of times, it's just a broad team name, and then they don't even really play in that city. Um. But the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars were the next team up. Sorry, I, I lost our, I lost my place. The Jaguars uh, lost to the Colts twenty seven thirty four. It's a division game. Somehow the Colts are winning games. They looked so terrible just like last week. Somehow they're three two and one. They and they have the Chiefs as one of the teams they beat under their belt. So it's like I don't even know what to make of the Colts anymore. Taylor's not um, Taylor. I didn't even play, so I just. I don't really know what to make of the Colts. I don't have a lot to say on them. Matt Ryan threw the ball 58 times, which is insane. 389 yards, three touchdowns. That's probably one of his best games in his career. You know, what's Um,
0: weird about the Colts?
1: Just if I could interrupt for a second, they've, they've played seven weeks, right? As most teams have, I guess five of those weeks have been division games already. Is that not insane? They've already played. They just played the Jaguars for the second time. Uh, well, I mean, they're going to play the seventh week. Uh, they're going to play the Titans for the second time this week, and they've already played the Texans once. So they only need to play the Texans one more time after this week to play all six division games.
2: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then the other team that they played was the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Uh, Trevor Lawrence was 20, 20 165 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, ETN. Ran the ball 10 times for 86 yards. He was the most efficient runner. Robinson had the most carries for 12 and
1: 54. And the Colts won 34 27.
2: Yeah, um, they came
1: back to win too, because I think they were down for a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Division games are always fun to watch. Unless they're on Thursday night, and then no games are fun to watch. Um, true story. Minnesota at the Miami Dolphins. Minnesota is quietly a very good team in the NFC that we're just sort of we forget about because of reasons. They're they're five and one. They lost to Philly, but Philly is six and zero. Oh, so I feel like if you you can you can give Minnesota a pass on losing to a team that hasn't been beat yet. Yeah. And will have yards and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook didn't run particularly well in this game. He did rip off a fifty-three yarder, which saved his day. Fifty-three yard touchdown. Uh, other than that, he wasn't playing great. Jefferson did Jefferson things, though, of course. But Thielen is the one that scored. Uh, Bridgewater started it for the Dolphins. Uh, he was 23 of 34, 2 three 29, 2 touchdowns, two interceptions. Mostert was their uh, leading ball carrier.
1: Hill no, had
2: actually,
1: actually Skylar Thompson started. And he got hurt, and then uh, Bridgewater came in. Oh, to start. Sorry, I'm sorry.
2: I was just looking at um stat line. I forgot. Yeah, that no, Thomas you're good. Started, and I was going to make the point anyway. that two which. Um, yeah, I
1: think he's coming back this week.
2: And sounds like it. I I still think he's going to struggle with that that head injury all year. Probably. Um, Minnesota won this game twenty four
1: sixteen. Yeah, Minnesota. I the think the had-
2: Bengals at the.
1: Oh, yeah, real quick. Minnesota had like 10 three and outs in this game, which is just insane. That's a a ton. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot. But, yeah, um, it was just real quick. Like, run with Dalvin Cook, run with Dalvin Cook, not picking up first downs, and then Kirk Cousins would have like an incompletion or like a pass for like four yards, and then just three and out, punt it back to the Dolphins. It's pretty insane, but go ahead. Um,
2: yeah, I, they they don't. I usually I'm not a huge fan of Kirk Cousins, but he is probably one of the most mediocre quarterbacks you've ever seen. He just has these these weeks where he's real good, and then he has weeks where he just he just is non-existent, and it makes you wonder like how good could Minnesota be if they had just even a slightly better quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's weird because his stat line never looks terrible, right? Like he was 20 of 30, 175 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It doesn't look terrible, but it's just like he's he's not doing anything to like put the team on his back. Like he's not like Josh Allen or anything like that, but he's also he's also not like just destroying his team. So well he destroys his team when he plays in prime time. But other than that, like if it's a one o'clock game, he's pretty all right.
2: Yeah, you like that?
1: Um
2: the, the we'll keep our eye out on the Vikings. Did, did we add any teams for Team of the Show?
1: Um, the Vikings were really. the only other ones I was thinking of adding. But the other three that we were talking about the Lions, the the Jaguars, the Jaguars, and uh, what was the other team?
2: Uh, we have had the Lions, the Jags, the
1: Chargers, the Texans. Oh yeah, the Texans um, is the other one. Did the Jags have it. lost three straight? The Lions have. Been awful since we talked about them. Um I don't know. I was sort of thinking the Vikings, but I'd also be okay with the Jags. I guess they they just have looked bad the past couple weeks. Um, I don't know yet, too. I mean, um, if you want to pick one today, we can pick one today.
2: We can. I think. I we don't actually have to do it today. I think by mid-season even though it's a weird it's it's not an even number of games i was gonna say
1: um, i was gonna say before week nine like when we do the show after week eight i feel like yeah i feel like two months is a is long enough so we we basically have two more weeks is what i'm saying
2: yeah yeah that's fine somebody will stand out here because it doesn't necessarily have to be a good record it can just be no, a reason they- to root for that team
1: Maybe it'll be the Seahawks. Maybe Gino's still slinging it. And I kind of like yeah. well, seeing Gino sling it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I, I
2: do hate the Seahawks a lot less now that Russell Wilson's not there. But yeah. in, in in a strange turn of events, I hate the Broncos a lot more these days. I'm not really sure what happened.
1: I don't think it's strange at all, buddy. I think you have kind of answered it. I think we figured it out. <laughs> Mystery solved.
2: I, I've never been quiet about my hate for Russell Wilson. Uh, he, this was a hotly contested game. Um, Joe Burrow was twenty-eight of thirty-seven, three hundred yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Mixon only ran the ball eight times for forty-five yards in this game, but it was Jamar Chase who was who finally did something that um, you know outside of Week One with seven grabs, one hundred thirty-two yards, and two touchdowns. He had a sixty-yarder that really sort of set it all off. Uh, Alvin Kamara is been back to playing decent football again. Um, Andy Dalton was 17-32, 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they spread the ball around quite a bit here with the Saints. Smith, Johnson, Callaway, Kamara, Kirkwood, Ingram, Troutman all had catches in this game.
1: Yeah, that's called not having a number one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... I think the Saints are gonna be in the market for a quarterback. I know Enc committed to Winston, but I think when everything is said and done thus to settle the season, I think the Saints are gonna be in the market for a quarterback.
1: Samesies. It was really nice uh, to see Juan Chase though kind of kill it. Seven receptions, hundred and thirty two yards, two touchdowns. Uh it was a good time for the LSU boys.
2: Yeah. Um especially since that's where they won a national championship. Yes, sir. Um uh, I, and my fancy team loved it, except for I still lost. But it's okay. Let's chase is chases, chases the heart of my we, uh, My team feels good. The next game was the Ravens at the Giants, one of the biggest surprises of the day. But was it really because the Giants have been playing decent football? But it was because it's the Ravens.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I was pretty surprised by it. The thing that's surprising to me about the Giants, OK, is just the fact that, you know, they're five and one. And I feel like they don't have a super talented team. I mean, they might be the one of the best coach teams in football right now. I don't know how Brian Dable doesn't win coach of the year. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones went 19 to 27, yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Sounds like he's playing pretty mistake for your football. Uh, Saquon didn't even have like an insane day. He went 22 of 83 with a touchdown their leading receiver is their tight end Bellinger for 38 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. Kenny Galladay continues to be a ghost, uh, like a literal ghost. And that's, that's fun. Uh, look Lamar and, and the Ravens, they had this game, but Lamar choked it away in the fourth quarter. He threw an interception late in the fourth. And then when they got the ball back, I believe he fumbled uh so that that happened and the giants just capitalized you know giants aren't really making that many mistakes and they're winning of the uh they're winning kind of like the old patriots used to win right nothing crazy nothing too flashy wait for you to make a mistake and then kind of capitalize on it they're a counterpuncher. that's what they're doing right now
2: yeah the giants are they are a very well coached team dable's got these boys playing playing some great football. The Kenny Nick show, though, 10, 10 carries, nineteen yards, and a touchdown. Um, no surprise, Mark Andrews was the leading receiver. Uh, this is this is a, a weird year, man. Like I guess I expected the Ravens to be much better, and I expected the Giants to be much worse. Just a weird season so far.
1: I like it. It's fun. Let's do more.
2: Uh, for the first time in his career, Tom Brady lost to a rookie quarterback. Is that true? Yeah, he had never lost a rookie quarterback until this weekend. The Buccaneers lost.
1: I think he. So I think this, he. I think he lost to a rookie, Mark Sanchez.
2: Unless the record, unless I misheard the record, and it was like twenty something and one. I thought it was just twenty and zero.
1: Oh, maybe it was twenty and zero in his last twenty starts. Maybe I feel like that would check out.
2: Um. Uh, Brady threw the ball 40 times, 243 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Fournette, will 21 carries, 63 yards. Godwin was a leading receiver with six, six grabs, 95 yards. It was Fournette who caught the only touchdown that Tom Brady threw, though. Pretty um, much, I'm not, I didn't get to see this game, so I'm not really sure what happened with that. Um, but, Pickett was 11 for 18, 67 yards and a touchdown, and Trubisky was 9 for 12, 144 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's a pretty good completion percentage between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris continues to be a, a weird a weird player this year, and, um, just very lackluster sort of drop-off from last year with Najee. Not really sure what's going on with that. Maybe their line is just in shambles. But it didn't matter because the Steelers won this game 20 to 18 at home.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh Trubisky might start this whole thing where um kind of like in the MLB, how you have starting pitchers and relievers and closers like maybe Trubisky can just be a closer. Like, I mean, like Ryan Fitzpatrick did it for a while where he would just be terrible when he started the game. But for some reason, when he was brought in off the bench, he was really good. So maybe like maybe that could be a thing for quarterbacks, you know? You can be a starting quarterback, a relieving quarterback. You come in in the third, and then uh, then you have your closer who finishes out the game for you. You know, like who's the Mariano Rivera of quarterbacks? It's maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. Could be interesting.
2: Uh, I, I can't even believe you made those two comparisons right now. The greatest <laughs> closing pitcher in the history of baseball. Um, come on, buddy. Uh, I, I mean, Mike Tallman's just a hell of a coach, so but you know the old saying, man, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I, I assume he'll stick with one guy here at some point. The The Carolina Panthers lost to the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. 24-10. to 10. Uh, I expected this outcome. I suppose I should have locked the Rams, though I had no confidence in the Rams. But uh, P.J. Walker started this game. He was 10 for 16, 60 yards. That's awful. McCaffrey got the ball 13 times for 69 yards, and he also led his team in receiving for seven receptions and 89 yards. He continues to do everything. He has been relatively healthy this year, so I expect him to do things like that no matter who plays quarterback for the Panthers. There was an interesting moment in this game where head coach or interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, I believe his name is, Sent Robbie Anderson away because Robbie Anderson could not control himself emotion wise. Robbie, he was, he was sent back to the locker room, and then he never, ever, he never again.
1: Now, yeah, uh, that boy in Arizona. No,
2: he in Arizona. Uh, I'm not sure what he what he's gonna accomplish there with with uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Um, and Hollywood Brown already being there, and so I, I don't. Know. I guess he thought if he thinks he's going to a place where he's going to get the ball more, he may be mistaken because Arizona's offense has been weird.
1: As yeah, well. Hollywood Brown is going to be out for about six weeks though. Oh, did he get hurt? I didn't even yeah, he hurt his he hurt his little, little toesies or foot or something. I don't have the uh, specifics the on that.
2: Uh, Matt Stafford was twenty six of thirty three, two hundred fifty three yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, Henderson was the leading ball carrier. the The Rams ran the ball with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different people in this game.
1: I wonder uh, if that's like a record. It's,
2: it's got to be close, right? Because you only have so many offensive positions that are even allowed to touch the ball. So, like. It's got to be pretty close.
1: I'm going to look into it real quick.
2: The Cooper Cup uh, had a pretty pedestrian day on seven receptions for 80 yards on eight targets. Uh, The Rams won this game. There's something really crazy here that we we can get into with that. They won this game. Panthers are pretty terrible. There's a good shot they're going to have the first overall pick in the C.J. Stroud conversation. The Arizona Robbie Anderson's Lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I, um, well, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm my connection is so terrible. What I thought was a scoregami was nine nineteen out of scoregami.
0: Mm
1: I didn't see it. I don't know if it came through as one or if it wasn't. To be honest.
2: Well. The Cardinals lost. Their offense has not been great. I don't know if it's because they can't run the ball very well right now.
1: Um, uh, they can't do much of really anything. It's kind of crazy.
2: I don't know. Is it a merry problem, or is this is this a a uh, Arizona's head coach that shouldn't be a head coach problem?
1: Cliff Kingsbury. Um.
2: Yeah, there it is. Jeez, I can't.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Kingsbury doesn't seem like he's really got it going on. Um, The, I think the frustrating part for me is that all year, I mean, so far up until his injury, they've had Hollywood Brown playing more of like a Deandre Hopkins role, like just staying on one side of the field rather than having him do like a lot of the, like the deep, the deep routes. And he could be in the slot splitting the safeties up the middle and the seam. And, uh, he's just not really doing that. He's playing the Hopkins role, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they, what they have Robbie Anderson doing once Hopkins does come back and actually gets back into the Hopkins role. Yeah. So like,
2: when they get the right guy into that role, his role.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it'd be a weird dynamic if Hopkins get back in Arizona's offense is just still crappy. On the other side of the ball, Geno Smith continues to just win games in Seattle somehow. He was 20-31, 190 inches, which wouldn't be terrible for a Geno Smith game if I told you like, oh, Geno Smith at one point this season is going to be 20-31 for 197 yards and he's not going to turn the ball over and he's going to run the ball six times for 48 yards. You're like, oh, Geno had a decent game for being a guy that doesn't really play anymore. Yeah, and but was This is one game. of his lesser games of the season because Geno's been tearing it up.
1: He has been. Seattle's Uh, defense wasn't known as being good. So the fact that the Cardinals only scored three points on them is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's right. Three points because uh, the Cardinals defense scored the other six. So
2: Arizona couldn't do anything. Uh, Kenneth Walker ran the ball 21 times for 97 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He's thriving in that role as it seems right now. The, and then the game that everybody was looking the most forward to, I think, of the week of the weekend, was Bills at Chiefs. Um, you and I were split on this game. I had picked the the Chiefs, and you had picked the Bills. This was once again a Gabe Davis game, as he well. I say this was a Gabe Davis game. Really, Diggs had ten grabs, one hundred forty yards and a touchdown. One hundred forty-eight yards and a touchdown. Yep. But um, Gabe Davis seems to be a uh, a thorn in the side of the Chiefs because he just finds the end zone when they play. Dustin Knox also snuck his way into the end zone in this game. He did. I believe Josh Allen is the leading candidate for MVP this year. Is there somebody else you think that is pushing him for that
1: right now? Uh, for me right now, it is Josh Allen number one. I think Jalen Hurts has to be in consideration. And, uh, I think those are pretty much the clear cut guys right now.
2: Yeah. Which I mean, says a lot. Uh, Pat Mahomes is probably up there too. Yeah. Even though he was, uh, 25 of forty, three 38, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Pat Mahomes will be there in the conversation at the end of the season. We know that about him just because of his ability to throw it wherever he wants to on the football field. Um, the Chiefs took this loss. I don't think it impacts him at all. I think these two teams are to meet again in the playoffs, and I'm excited to see that one. It's going to be fireworks, fireworks as usual, business as usual for these two teams.
1: Yeah, it only impacts them in the sense that now Buffalo controls their own destiny. Going to like the AFC Championship game?
2: Yeah, I mean, unless they have a little bit of a slide and the Chiefs just dominate the rest of the season,
1: right? Well, that's what I'm I'm saying. Like, if both teams win out, Buffalo gets it.
2: Yeah. Um, and and that would that would be because the the last one happened in Kansas City. That's yeah. It, right. Yep. Yeah. So that'd be an interesting turn of a to have that game. Uh, Sunday night football was the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is a game where you and I both picked the Eagles. Uh, I picked Dallas to cover in this game, though uh, they did not. I believe the spread was five and a half points going in. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly, you had mentioned earlier that uh, the, the Jets' point differential. Um. I uh, was it, in the fourth quarter Philly yeah. also has an is an interesting point differential um, they are plus 80 something in the second quarter yeah that's wild um, so Philly has scored a, a large majority of their points in the quarter two and I think they're at the bottom of the NFL and points scored in the second half uh, they do this thing where they get up and they get up pretty big in the first half and then they just sort of let off the gas and they coast uh, they coast. They struggled their way into this game because, because the, the defense stepped up in the second half because the offense just sputtered. We, we played really well in the first half, and it did almost nothing in the second half. Uh, I, I give I give a little bit of credit to the Dak Prescott not being their thing. However, there was a lot of conversation being had about Cooper Rush being undefeated so far this season, and the offense had him oh. missing a beat. So I... I struggle to give a lot of credit to the you didn't play our quarterback argument in this one just because of how hyped the Cowboys fans were for winning as many games as they have with Cooper Rush. Um, especially considering Dallas had the top three defense coming into the day. They hadn't even allowed but they were allowing like a touchdown a game average in the last four or five games. And Philly Philly dropped 26. So uh, I will take the W. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I I struggled to even pick the Eagles to win just because of our our past record against them. It just seems like they always have our number. So it was very, very nice to see the Eagles get the W here. Uh, Jalen Hurts was so get this to pull up. Jalen Hurts was 15 of 25, 155 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran the ball nine times for 27 yards. Miles Sanders is having a decent season so far. 18 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both scored in this game. They both had five grabs. Um, Brown was 5 for 67, and Smith was 5 for 44. Cooper rushed through three picks in this game. Um, That's ultimately when you lose the playoff or when you lose the uh, turnover battle, the uh, 26-17 to score is usually what you can expect. Uh, this was Philly at home, and so uh, I think th- my favorite part of the whole of the entire thing was was Demarcus Lawrence's pregame quote earlier in the week, which was they were asking him about Jalen Hurts, and he had mentioned how Jalen Hurts is growing, but but they haven't played us yet, and we them boys. And then yeah. uh, you know when you, when you give off that sort of confidence, you 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 have to expect the trolling the inter- post game. So I thought that was pretty good to see. Uh, I am by no means overlooking the Cowboys going forward. Dak Prescott will be returning. They will be a better team. Uh, I expect them to win more games. I expect the defense to continue to play well. Uh, Philly's sure. on a bye this week. So get a week off from the, from the uh, grind of being undefeated.
1: Are you happy you're getting it now? Or would you rather it be like week 13 or 14?
2: I was, I think I'm okay with it right now. I was hoping for a little bit further into the season, but the reason I'm more okay with it now is because we don't, we're not struggling, nagging. I would really have liked it to be um, later so, you know, guys had that time to recover, but I'm okay with it right now.
1: I'm ready. Nobody's
2: really hurt, so. Right. And then. Uh Broncos Chargers to end week six.
1: Please tell me this is the Broncos last primetime game. <laughs> They've had three already, they... and I I don't think I can watch another one.
2: I'm just I, I was confused because the NFL had no problem flexing games before. Maybe that was just a COVID thing. But but the Broncos are not very good. I'm just confused as to why they continue to soak up the, the primetime spotlight. Um I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I know why. It's because they have Russell Wilson now and, and everybody expected the Broncos to be much better and a lot more exciting, but they're just not. Uh, the Chargers won this game 19-16. to 16. Wilson was 15-28, 188 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Murray led the team in carries. I, I do have no idea what's going on in the Broncos back because Melvin Gordon is still a thing. Uh, Herbert was 37-57, 238. No touchdowns and interception. Um, Eckler ran the ball 14 times, 36 yards and a touchdown, and Eckler also led the team receiving on ten grabs. He, Palmer had nine grabs for fifty-seven yards, and Eckler had ten grabs for forty-seven yards. Um. Not an overly exciting game on on Monday night, like you said. I hope we the game went in overtime, but I I hope we we this is one of the last times we see the Broncos in primetime. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, the most exciting part of the game was just watching Dustin Hopkins absolutely murder himself trying to kick these field goals because apparently it's such a bad injury that it was the most painful thing in the world for him. Which I would just also act like it's like the most painful thing in the world, you know. But it's fine. Yeah. You ready to move on? So we move forward,
2: man. We are on to week seven.
1: Cool. Let's do it.
2: Oh, yeah. We uh, we we're on to week seven. This season is flying by. I feel like as we say that every year. Um I I'm very happy and where the season's gone so far for obvious reasons. But here we are in week seven. Uh Thursday night football, potential to be another stinker. But I'm hoping not. I'm 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 optimistic about this one not being a stinker.
1: The yeah, Saints at the Cardinals. I think it will be a stinker, but to um, but I'm I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick the Cardinals here and I'm going to pick them to cover their two point spread. I think the offense should get a little bit of uh, an extra boost here with, with uh, Hopkins coming back. And I guess Robbie Anderson added to the fold. I don't know if that really adds up a whole lot, but the saints are pretty beat up. They have a ton of injuries everywhere. And uh, honestly, if they're going to want to win, I don't think people will really want to hear this, but Taysom Hill's going to have to do some magic hat kind of stuff. You know, what does he got in there? couple like three touchdowns maybe i don't know if he doesn't i think they lose that's all i'm saying yeah
2: i'm with you i I think i think the cardinals turn it on a little bit here they're at home um we said hopkins is back right
1: hopkins is back
2: yeah so suspension's over he's healthy we'll see where i'm picking the cardinals as well here the uh, Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are six point home favorites.
1: Um, I'm going to take the Bengals to win here, but I will take the Falcons to cover. The Falcons are kind of scrappy. I like it. I don't know what it is about them. Uh, I don't know how they're three and three or how they're in games, but they are. And the Bengals seem like they're just letting people be in games, so uh, it's gonna I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Falcons are going to cover the six point spread.
2: Um, I have picked the Bengals and I have picked the Bengals to cover. I okay. think we're going to start seeing, uh, Cincinnati, this game's at home or in Cincinnati, rather. I think maybe, maybe this is wishful thinking for my fantasy team, but the Bengals often starts picking up a little bit. They need to really start utilizing, uh, Joe Mixon better. Um, I think you start wearing the ball better with Mixon. This is a team that vastly improved their offensive line so i'm a bit confused about what's going on with that but you start running the ball better you start opening things up like the play action and and the rest of your offense just sort of unfolds so but i am going to take the Bengals to win by at least six so i have them to cover here okay the detroit lions at the dallas cowboys lions are seven point road dogs
1: taking the cowboys to win taking the lions to cover I think uh, Lions, after coming off of a bye here, they're going to be a little rejuvenated. Maybe Amon Ra is going to be a little bit more uh, healthier. And I think Dak is probably going to be a little rusty. Uh, I bet he's coming back a little too soon. Maybe Cooper Rush should play against the Lions in this game. I don't know. Going Cowboys to win, probably by three or so. Going to take the Lions to cover.
2: Um, I am... I'm with you 100%, uh, especially on the DAC analysis there. I am going to take the Lions to cover and also win. I think the Detroit Lions, they for the first three or four weeks of the season, they had the number one offense in the league. Um, that was never going to be sustainable, but I think as Swift gets healthier and Mom Rossing Brown gets healthier, we forget they have Jameson Williams as well. I think the Lions offense is going to get back to being top top five, top ten again. And I think the Cowboys rush Dak back, and I think he makes some mistakes. I don't think he gets a grip on the ball the way he hopes he does, and uh, some turnovers happen. They're taking a Lions to win, and therefore cover. All righty. The Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: This one is super important for the AFC and just this division in general. Uh The winner of this one probably wins the South. Um The Titans have already beaten the Colts once, so it's very, very important for the Colts to kind of at least r- try to rubber band this game. That being said, I don't think the Colts are going to be able to stop uh, Derrick Henry. And I don't think that, Jonathan Taylor, if he even is back is going to be back at a hundred percent. So I'm going Titans. I think that they cover the two and a half also.
2: All right. I have the, the Colts to cover and win here. Oh, uh, or I have, and so they Therefore they cover. Hey, um, you. I think Indianapolis, I'm not, I don't quite understand how it is. They continue to win games. I know Frank Reich is a good coach. Um, uh, let um, me get on the grind here. If they continue to throw the ball the way Matt Ryan just did, they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, I, for some reason, like the Colts in this matchup against the Titans, in a matchup they've already lost once this season.
1: That's fine, man. Just, you know, go with your hearts.
2: Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, we have the Green Bay Packers our five-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Washington Man.
1: So, so I think, you know, the Packers a couple weeks ago were like, okay, you know, if we lose to the Giants, it's not that bad because we're in London, but, like, we probably shouldn't lose to the Giants. Then they lose to the Giants, and they're like, all right, but we were in London, so. You know, we're going to come home and we're going to beat the Jets. And if we lose to the Jets, then we're real bad. And then when They lost to the Jets and they're like, all right, hold on. But if we lose to the Commanders, then we're really, really bad. I don't think they're really, really bad. I think they're going to beat the Commanders. And I actually have them covering their five and a half point spread. I think they win by a touchdown. And, uh, you know, Carson Wentz isn't playing this game. I don't know if that really matters a whole lot, but Taylor Heineke can't be. I don't think he's going to be outslinging Rodgers. Even if Rodgers can't really get it going, I bet they run the ball pretty effectively. Taking the Packers.
2: Uh, uh, I am also with Heineke playing. I'm not sure what to expect from Washington. Um, their they're team that feels like they're, even though they just beat the Bears, I feel like they're just struggling offensively. Um, their owner is about to lose their team anyway. They have a lot of distractions going on. Yeah, that's uh, all fun. I'm taking i'm taking the packers to cover uh on the road here the tampa bay buccaneers are 11 point road favorites against the carolina panthers
1: i gotta tell you i hate this one because i think the i think the panthers are probably the worst team in the league but the Bucs are like underperforming so much right now the bucks are a field goal team right now they can't score in the red zone at all but you know what? Maybe they don't need to. Four field goals is better than zero field goals, and that probably covers here. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bucks to win and cover the 11 point total.
2: Um, I'm with you. I th- 11 10 just looking at this Yahoo thing, it looks like, um, it's almost it's almost split down the middle mm-hmm. with uh, that spread. So I don't really know. I'm sure this will probably be one I'll change. I have the Panthers covering for now, but I have the Bucks winning. All righty. The New York Giants are three-point road dogs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does that make sense?
1: Nope. Picking the Giants to win. Me
2: too. Picking Uh, the Giants to win. But now they're going to lose because that's just how that goes.
1: That is how that goes. I'm I'm picking the Jags. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'll keep it on. I'll keep it on the Giants because I think the Giants are the better team. They're at least the better coach team right now, and that seems to be what's most important. Uh, it is kind of funny to me that the Jags are. What are they two? Are they two and four? I think they're two and four, and the and the Giants are five and one. Yet the Jags are three point favorites. The Jags are home, so essentially, if this point is or if this game is uh on a neutral field, it would be a pick 'em game. But that still seems pretty insulting I think to the 5-1 Giants so picking the Giants here
2: yeah I am also taking the Giants I feel like Dable's got this team playing so well Jacksonville's um on a bit of a slide here I I don't really know anything it' matters for Jacksonville I, just, I think they absolutely cover that spread I think it's probably I think they win this game by at least a touchdown going Giants the um Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are six and a half point home favorites.
1: Going with the Ravens to win, but taking the Browns to cover the six and a half. I think that the, I think that the Ravens are slipping a little bit. I don't know that I think that they're going to be strong enough to beat the Browns by a whole touchdown here. And I know the Browns haven't looked good either, but if the Browns can just keep the ball away from Lamar and just run the ball like crazy with, with Chubb and Hunt, they're going to be fine.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I I feel like I want to take the Ravens to cover, but this is a division game, and like you said, the Ravens are struggling a little bit. I think the Ravens win, but I think the Browns cover. But probably another one I might change, though, come Sunday. The uh, the New York Football Jets are one and a half point road dogs against the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, no respect here for the New Jersey teams, and I don't get it, buddy. I don't get it. Uh, going Jets here. I think they're going to win, so I think they're going to obviously cover that that plus one and a half. Russell Wilson looks cooked, buddy. It was all about let Russ cook. And I think they left him in too long because he's cooked now. He's done. He's he's fried. My guy sucks. He's garbage, and that's why yeah. he's probably going to put up three hundred and three on the Jets on Sunday. <laughs> he's cooked. No, I don't he's think... lost.
2: He's he's going to throw three hundred fifty yards against the Jets.
1: No, I honestly, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think, the thing that makes me most afraid of the Broncos is how good their defense is. But um, the Jets defense is playing pretty good too, and. Um, I don't think it's crazy to say that I trust the Jets offense a little bit more than the Broncos. So yeah, I'm going Jets.
2: No, I, and I can understand your your uncomfortability with saying that, but I am also taking the Jets to win here. Uh, So I don't, I don't think the Jets are getting the proper respect they deserve with this one. Uh, I think they win. And I think they win by, I'm going to say
1: 10, 10. I knew you were going to say 10. Did you? had a like that's no but like yeah. I was going to guess it
2: well you would have been right uh, I think you, I think you're in start for another fun one man another, another good Sunday in the Rigney household
1: yeah so far I have all away teams on this pick sheet oh. other than two which is never a good sign never it's always like if that's the case and I'm going for sure like four and twelve or however many games there are <laughs>
2: Dude, once I we pick these games right um, for Corey's league, uh, we do it right here on the show for this pick and pull, and I I do change some uh, every once in a while, but after that I don't even look again.
1: I usually look again on Friday, like after all the injury reports come out, and then I forget to look again. Like I'm always telling myself like Sunday morning I should check again, and then I never do.
2: I mean, I don't look again to see how I did, like. Once I make the picks, that's it. I don't even check back in with it.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't either, just because I kind of have an idea, like, who I picked. And then I'm looking at the scoreboards on Sunday, and I'm like, oh, I got all these wrong, I think. I have got, like, five of the six 1 o'clock games wrong, so I should probably not look at the rest.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel, too. The Houston Texans are seven-point road dogs against the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Uh, give me the Raiders to win, Texans to cover. Again, going with the the away team against the spread.
2: Uh, I'm taking the the Raiders to win and cover here. Okie dokie. They, they're coming off a bye. I think they're they're well rested. I think now that I no longer have Adams, he ha- he goes for 13 for 190 and three touchdowns. There it is.
1: That trap pessimism that I fell in love with years ago. (laughs) Uh,
2: The Seattle Seahawks are six and a half point road dogs against the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: I will take the Chargers to cover this one. I think the Chargers can win this one by a touchdown. The Seahawks defense is not nearly as good as the Cardinals tried to make it seem. And uh, I think Justin Herbert's going to have a... Pretty good bounce back game. Couple, couple, maybe three touchdowns or so. Keenan Allen should be back, so that's going to help out a lot. Although I will say, cornerback on rookie cornerback for the Seahawks, uh, Tariq Woolen has been really, really good. He's he's caught four interceptions in the past four straight games. The only other, I believe, the only other defensive rookie to do that is uh, Jarius Bird. So yeah.
2: Um, fun times. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers to win here. Uh, Seattle, can they play tough, so I'm going to pick them a cover. Though I don't have any idea, really. I'm, this one is a tough one, this spread particularly. Uh,
1: yeah, I think Chiefs and 49ers.
2: Hard. Super Bowl matchup? Rematch?
1: Yeah, Chiefs the are three-point road favorites. The, the public are um, 76% on the Chiefs here, minus three. The 49ers did not look good at all against the Falcons. And here's the thing, right? If, and we just had beer Olympics, but if, if the chiefs engage in a boat race, I don't know that the uh, 49ers are going to be able to keep up. So I'm going chiefs here. I think they're, they're going to cover it too with the minus three, both teams coming off a loss. I think the chiefs are going to be a little bit more mad. There's probably some stupid random obscure stat out there about Andy Reed off of a loss. And it's probably like he's like ninety four and six off of a loss or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> That's so many ninety four and six. You exactly think he's lost
1: hundred games? You think he's lost a hundred?
2: I don't even know if he has.
1: That'd be pretty late, like.
2: That's a lot. Um, I'm with you and the majority of the country, and that I'm picking the Chiefs to cover here. Uh, I, for the same reasons, I think both teams kind of a loss, and the Chiefs. Um, they come back with a vengeance here. The uh, okay. Pittsburgh Steelers are seven-point road dogs against the Miami Dolphins. Andy Reid is
1: 233 and 135 with one tie. So that sounds so right. He, he's lost 135 times.
0: That's absolutely right.
2: Um. The the.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. What was the next game? The the
2: Pittsburgh Steelers are seven point road dogs against the Miami Dolphins. Did we say Tua is playing in this game?
1: Tua is playing. At least he's been cleared to play. So, I don't know. There are some reports that say that they think they think that another primetime game, like they might not play him because they don't know if the NFL is going to be pumped about seeing Tua get his brain scrambled on a, on primetime again. But, I don't know. The Dolphins are kind of reeling here. They lost three in a row, I think. So,
2: here, here. Imagine Tua.
1: Yeah, it just gets destroyed again. Um, I'm going Dolphins here, I think. I'm going Dolphins minus seven.
2: I am... Taking the Dolphins also, but I'm going to take the Steelers to cover.
1: Alrighty. Just
2: I don't know something about the way that they beat the Bucks gives me a little bit more confidence that they can cover a seven-point spread. And then finally, Monday Night Football: the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots, and the Patriots are 8. 72% of the country is on seventy is on the Patriots to cover.
1: Yeah, I think the Patriots covering this one. The Bears' offense sucks. The Patriots' defense is good. Uh, I think the Patriots probably win this one by like seventeen points.
2: It's a lot of points, man.
1: Yeah, um, well, I... I I agree with myself.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, who was your lock? I forgot. I forgot about locks.
1: Oh yeah, I did forget about a lock. Uh, but if I were to slowly scroll through it. I'm going to go with the Packers as my lock of the week. I think Rodgers figures it out and they beat the Commanders on the road.
2: Okay. Gonna Packers for Rigney. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to go with Bucks, but uh, I don't know. They just lost a lock last week and I don't feel great about picking them again.
2: I am going to go. I'm going to go Raiders as my lock.
1: The Raiders. Okay, sounds good, man.
2: Um, and then finally, so I have Vikings here for a team of the show. Are we are we, we're we're putting Jaguars back in the mix, right?
1: I think Vikings, Jags, Lions are still in the mix.
2: Okay. Okay, got it. All right, and by before week nine, we will have made a decision on that.
1: Also, maybe Seahawks. I'm putting a nomination Seahawks. in for the Seahawks. I know okay. I used to not like them because of Jamal Adams, but right now he's hurt and Geno Smith has a part of my heart and I can't deny that.
2: I can I can get behind that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, man. Well that's the end of it. That's made that's it.
1: that's it for the week week six uh, recap, right? So week seven is is it's on its way. Tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, is uh is is the Cardinals game. Watch that if you want to be sad because there's not going to be a lot of offense, I don't think, in that game. Um, And then uh, just check us out next week when we talk about the games that you watched this whole week, okay? It'll be great.
2: Just pray for a non-stinker on Thursday. That's all.
1: Yeah, for sure. And pray for another Jets win, okay? Because, um, I mean, we need it.
2: Yeah, Eagles are on a bye, so you don't have to pray for an Eagles win.
1: Right. Yeah, just pray for our Cowboys loss. Yeah, do
2: that, actually. That'd be great.
1: All right. All right, sounds good. So we'll talk to you guys next week, then.
2: All right, later. Later, guys.
0: See you.